Some of that private stash. All right, well, I guess it's day three in London. And as per usual, it's just coming on midnight, and I'm heading out for a crazy walk. I've already been out on a really big walk today. Uh, and, and, but, but more importantly, I'm finally starting to feel alive and, uh, and getting into my groove a little bit. Man, I've just been totally discombobulated the last few days, right? And thinking about why haven't I felt all jet-lagged out like this before, I realize it's because I usually go directly into Amsterdam and immediately uh, begin, uh, well, stoning myself into uh, a blissful uh, state of disrepair. But uh, today I was uh, after another sleepless night. And, and excuse me if I've told you all this before. I really have no idea what I've recorded. When I've been. I'm going this way this time. Um... So excuse me if I've told you all this before. Did I tell you about flooding the bathroom, uh, running a bath? If not, flooded the bathroom, running a bath. And uh, called the housekeeper and was like, yeah, I need some more towels, right? I've overflown the bath. And so like 15 minutes goes by, and I'm wanting to take a, a bath, right? To, you know, relax my weary mind and bones. Call later, hey, you know, I don't want to be a pest, but I really fucking need some towels, right? So dude comes by and he's got like, you know, two towels. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you understand, man. Like I need all the towels you have on this floor. So he comes back with a bunch more towels. I throw them on the floor in the bathroom and hop in the bath. It's, complete, <laughs> it's a complete mess, right? I was just sure I was going to get a call from... Because uh, after the bath, I still couldn't sleep. So I went back out for a walk. I thought I'd come back into the hotel. I'm coming back in and about... Four o'clock in the morning, I was going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, you've completely uh, ruined the hotel. There's going to be an extra charge on your bill. Uh, but anyway, it all sorted out. And that's not to be confused at the time, middle of the night, ordering the room service. Was that the same night? I can't imagine it was. But uh, anyway, I've made friends with the, uh, the hotel staff by now, all like the uh, late night uh, staff. People at the front desk and all the hoity-toities, not so much, man. They still can't even get... The- Name, my name right and people are calling for me I'm getting other people's messages and it's kind of ticking me off but whatever right no big deal more importantly making some friends with the, with the staff and uh, I cut my finger and a nice lady who's cleaning my room and hauling out my 80 uh, kilos of soaking sopping wet towels gave me a hand putting on the band-aid on my finger so I'm bleeding all over but yeah I'm quite a gong show but uh but it's all good now, and I got uh, some got some sleep, and then this afternoon I went down to they had had like you know a jacuzzi and a steam room and a pool down in the basement of this hotel. Kind of went down to the catacombs. Must have been well underground. Can I walk here? I'm walking, and uh, soaked down there. You know, I, in case you don't know, like I really like soaking in water, and. Uh, then after that, I went for, had a little hour-long power nap to set it out on a big stomp, sans camera or recorder, because I just, I just fucking had to get up and get out of the room, right? I was kind of driving myself a little bit stir-crazy, being just, you know, out of sorts, you know? 
I'd sort of loosely put together some plans and totally flailed on those. And I don't really have communication devices and all that. Like, I'm not very, I'm not very on top of it as far as making plans and schedules and being easy to get a hold of. Geez, Cosmo G. Spacely over at Clubside, he will tell you that. He's always grousing about me. Hard to get a hold of that. Anyway. So I went on a big walk, and my goal was to go out and uh, get lost. And I totally did. And my, also my goal is, because, you know, I spend a lot of time talking. And sure enough, today at my day job, I was doing interviews uh, for my other, another secret podcast. Name all of my podcasts. First person who can tell me all of my podcasts. Well, I don't know. I'll send you something in the mail, but you might have to wait a few months. Uh, so I kind of heard of this uh, way to quiet your mind because my mind tends to race a bit and, and such. Is uh, way to do that is just don't talk to anyone unless you're asked a direct question, right? And so uh, when I go out to intentionally get lost, I don't talk to anyone unless... I'm asked a question, so that eliminates the, my ability to um, ask directions, which totally makes it easier to get lost. And uh, and I can't like hurry up the bartender, being like, "Hey, yo, I need a bevy." I have to sort of wait till they address me, and I can't ask them. Usually, I go like, "All right, sort me out all your beers and tell me what's tasty." So I just been wandering into places like the Oddball and looking at the tap handles until I find ones that I haven't tried. And, uh, and see, I totally should have jotted this down or like uh, taken a snapshot or something, but I've run down my batteries. And like I said, you know, I'm not really on top of the routine. Uh, okay, I'm wondering where to go. And so I'm kind of heading out the same way as I did the other night back down. But I want to check out Cleopatra's Needle up close because I want to learn more about this. But I got a few topics to run by you as I've been sorting out this thing because, you know, the other night I was rambling on about my concern about the oh look it's the bc bc uh province of bc headquarters right here they have like a place right here in london obviously it's not open because it's midnight but i should stop by and tell them about the canucks outsider oh there's a hint another one of my podcasts anyway down in this district where i'm staying there's like embassies galore papua new guinea high commission you know high end stuff there's malaysia uh whoa so anyway, the other night I was rambling on about the monarchy and the sovereign rights of humans and, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, I'm not down with that predeterminism, right? Just not cool with that. Henry David Thoreau worked that out of me a long time ago. But then again, Henry David Thoreau was also the guy who said, water is the only drink for the wise man. And that's only partially true. Sure, it makes sense, but... In practice, it's kind of lame. No, I don't want to go this way. I think I went this way the other night. So I'm going to go this way. So I was on the phone today. The guy I was hoping to hook up with, and he's kind of like a madcap um, activist writer. He speaks Russian, was in U.S. Naval Intelligence. He's written this book, Hemp for Victory. And, uh, and he also wrote a book about... Uh, about uh, 9-11 and how it was an inside job, and publish it in Arabic. So my invitation, because we weren't able to hook up, uh, to come to Vancouver, well, 
he doesn't think that's likely to happen because he's concerned about being on the no-fly list. Besides that, this whole cart using up the, you know, the carbon, greenhouse gas, man, I feel like such a, such a pig getting on the plane and using up all this, uh, producing all these greenhouse gases, right? Flying here and there and everywhere. And I like to go and meet other people and see other sites, but uh, I tell you, I sure feel like I'm wasting wasting a lot of fossil fuels, man, and it's, and it's weighing on my conscience a little bit. But uh, anyway, we were talking, I was talking with this guy, the writer, activist guy, dude who likes to talk, and he's got something to say about pretty much any topic. I don't know where I am. Ooh, there's a pub called the Sherlock Holmes. I would totally go there for a beer, but it's closed. And like, like there's a shortage of pub. Uh, on my walk this afternoon, uh, well, I want, went to Soho and West End. It's all like right around my hotel within a few mile radius. Uh, we saw the, the, the playhouses where people put on the plays. I saw where they're playing Spam a lot. And all the big flashy lights of all of the plays that are going on. But just reams of locals and tourists alike flooding into this bar and that restaurant and lining up for here and there. So I had to, I had to get out of there and get lost. But I got myself a falafel, and you know I love falafel. And now I had a, new, a falafel in in uh, in New York, San Jose, and now London, all within a ten day span. Beat that, would you? And then I got a and I got it uh, takeaway because I, uh, you know, if you sit down, you got to pay that value added tax. And well, I just felt like taking it on the go anyway. And that was tasty, quite good. Then I got a takeaway Cornish pasty, which is like um, one of my favorite uh, foods, and all my brothers would agree, because it's like you, it's like uh, you know, got a pie crust and meat and veggie filling. And you can carry it in your hand. What's, oh, Whitehall Place. Whoa, dude, what's that building? And then I tried a, a variety of different pints as they went along, right? But I was starting to feel like a little bit of an oddball just sitting myself in these pubs. But I enjoy my people, people watching and checking stuff out. So anyway, I'm talking to the dude about the monarchy. And he's all politically uh, active and aware and I was teasing him because, as I want to do, about uh, to the Brits about their monarchy and what's up with that. And uh, and he went on to put a pa- pretty passionate defense of the monarchy, which surprised me a little bit. But in particular about uh, Harry, the second son of Charles and Diana. Excuse me if I don't use their titles. And uh, uh, hold on, I'm paying attention so I don't get killed here, crossing the street. Ooh, it's that bridge. I walk- Okay, this is that bridge I walked across the other day. So I'm heading down to that Cleopatra, so I think I'm on the right track. All right, so he was talking about Harry wanting to go to um, Iraq to fight, and they won't let him go to Iraq. They'll send him to Afghanistan, keep him out of harm's way a little bit. But his reasoning was very noble, saying, I, if I ever end up in charge and running the show, I don't want to be sending people into harm's way when I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So my amigo on the phone continued on to say... Ooh, that's neat. Um, underwater camera set up here in the window. Uh, went on to say that the queen has been on the throne through 11 prime ministers, and she handles herself with more grace and class than everyone else. 
and they're paid a stipend, a salary, if you will, of five million pounds a year or something like that, which amounts to nine pence per British citizen, and that pays for their uh, thing. You know, their uh, well, that's what they get, and uh, all the rest of their money is inherited. Just don't worry, they're not they're not short on bread, that's for sure. Um, whereas the um, the prime ministers and all the politicians. They're like busy uh, looting and robbing from the common man, and uh, they're shutting down places and, you know, kicking old age pensioners out so they can take the place and sell them for condos. And anyway, I don't know how much of that is all crazy, uh, crazy talk, crazy jibba jabba. And uh, oh, this is taking apart an old cabin here, brick by brick. Oh, it's toilets. They've taken apart some toilets that look like they've been here since. Well, quite some time. I won't dare speculate. So, uh, on and on he went. Grace and class and dignity. And uh, they bring a tremendous amount of money through tourists. Because it's obsessively the tourists want to come and see the sites that the royals uh, put on. And like I was saying the other night, like it... Because people aren't capable of governing themselves, and I've seen some of those people who are just loudmouth dingalings, who, uh, if they were running the show, there definitely would not be lovely classical parks and wide green belts. It would be uh, dirt bike racing tracks and and chaos and such. So, I mean, I can see his point, right? But it still sort of troubles me because I have like because uh, I live in a fantasy land where people uh, um, are all like have other people's best intentions in mind. So that was interesting. So I'm done with my required duties for the most part uh, on, this, on this mission. So tomorrow, I'm meeting up with the Dope Fiend, who does a podcast. Yeah, you listen to it. Yeah, you probably heard it, right? So anyway, he's like, he's like a serious podcaster. Dude cranks out a show every week. He's put together a whole network of podcasters who all crank out a show every week or two or whatever. But there's a schedule and a routine and topics and viewer interaction, like listener interaction, the whole nine yards, all that stuff that I don't do. So uh, I'm going to meet up with him and head to the Dope Den in southeast London and visit the Vapor Lounge and meet his uh, compatriots. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that because, uh, you know, in order to soak myself into this, this culture and get a handle on it, uh, well... I'm gonna I'm gonna need some some local some local folk to guide me along the way. So uh, I'm walking down now. I guess this is a strand or something. Again, I have no idea where the hell I am. Victorian Bankment Gardens, same kind of stuff as the other night, right? So my mission tonight is go for a long walk, try to tire myself out so I can have a good night's sleep, and along the way have another beer, perhaps two. Just for the folks back home, because everyone says, oh, make sure you have a, have a pint of English ale for me. Served cellar temperature, and, uh, you know, I, I, I would be remiss if I let any of my, my friends down, because that's just the kind of guy I am. I like to, you know, give back in kind for the kindness that the other people give me. So there's my mission. The first stop is to walk down here and see if I can see this, uh, this Cleopatra's needle that was built in Egypt in like 1500 BC or something and then brought over here or something and you know it's kind of funny I was reading about uh, there's one 
British war vessel that was captured and is on display in a foreign museum, and that's in Finland. And the Brits would really like that back for a matter of pride, and the Finns are like, ha, no way. And the Brits can't make a case for themselves to get that back because, well, this place is, uh, you know, they've got the spoils of other wars. And who's to say what's, what's whose and, and all that, you know, anyway. Civilizations change and evolve, and the past is past, and we together must consider ways to get along better in the future and not repeat the mistakes of the past. But as part of that, you kind of have to do some let and go. And I'll admit that's not even, not necessarily easy for me. I'm the guy who holds on to all sorts of crap, right? But uh, when you see so many layers of history here before you, it does put a, put a bit of perspective about um, how civilizations and relationships between countries change radically, right? I mean, it was, it was within our parents' lifetime, speaking for myself anyway, that uh, the German neighbors were over here bombing on London, bombing the shit out of it. Now, now they're driving German cars and getting all flashy and fancy. Oh, oh, this is neat. This looks like some old Roman aqueduct. I don't know what the hell this is? Huh? Um. Yeah, yeah. Get along. Peace, peace. You know the routine. Well, it seems I cut over too late to see Cleopatra's Needle. But on the way back, I'll see that. Um, but uh, I know a little bit about where, where, where I'm at. Where I'm at. Where, where I'm at. I'm along the River Thames. And the River Thames Walk goes 184 miles from the source in the Cotswolds to the Thames Barrier south of London. I assume that's to keep the high waters out from flooding this noble and gentrified city. Now, I mentioned the other night that there's a whole heap of bridges going across the River Thames fulfilling various purposes. And I've just come under... And I also mentioned that there's all those old warships. So I've been passing warships and I just went under Blackfriars Bridge, which is just a beauty. Very nicely done. These kind of big curved iron girders painted up red and it's very low bridge right like you couldn't hardly you know like if you're paddling underneath your canoe well you could stand up but not much more than that and a lot of these old warships uh i don't i i don't know how they get them in and out of here or whatever it's not really my business but they've turned into a lot of them seem to be turned into party cruisers or party boats or whatever and folks uh seem to like uh like they're drinking here people out carrying a a glass or a bottle, and it, and I've also come across numerous people who are like being consoled by a friend as they're sitting down, often young ladies, uh, drunk as a hoot owl, and uh, slobbering on the sidewalk, being consoled by a friend or on the steps in front of some bar or something like that. Kind of disturbing. Keep your uh, keep your uh, libations in check, there, kids. Uh, so as I'm walking down, like I almost turned around because it was like starting to be like, eh. But uh, lo and behold, just down here, now there's the, right after Blackfriars, there's another bridge. And then there's the Millennium Bridge. And then I believe it's the Tower Bridge after that. Uh, so I think I'll walk down as far as there. It's not like I have, you know, any pressing obligations. And there is uh, benches and public restrooms. So 
I got most of what I need. Although a beer vending machine like in Japan would be totally handy right now. But that will come in time. I'm also seeing the big dome of, um, I guess it's St. Peter's, St. Paul's. But I saw, I went by one of them the other night. That was right there by Parliament. And I don't have all the trading cards for the saints. So I guess I get them mixed up and I suppose it's Anglican and rather Catholic or, ah, fuck, I don't know. Yep, there's Tower Bridge just down yonder. So I'm coming up on the Millennium Bridge. And I don't know what the one I just went under was. And it was only like not even 50 yards down from Blackfriars. No idea. Should have looked. There's probably a plaque. But, uh, you know, since I'm out, I'll walk down as far as the Tower Bridge. And if uh, I get too weirdy, you know, there's always public conveyance to take me back. I've yet to... uh, have to use the public transport and you know I'm a fan of rolling the buses and I figure this you know can't be that tough right oh smelling some lovely flowers yet I do not see the blooms that's one thing in general I haven't seen too in like in Vancouver and, and New York New York for sure like every uh where's that coming from it smells great hmm uh like all these little corner stores, they'll all have just massive variety of flowers out uh, out front for a thrifty purchase, uh, which is, I guess, it'd be really handy in New York because you, know, you live in such confined quarters and, oh, it's finally getting nice and peaceful. Can you hear the river? Um, ah, this is much better. I'm down like the, the road has gone up higher. Ooh, there's a, there's a ladder down to take you down into the river. Ah, no, I'm not that nuts. Not that nuts right now. In New York, flowers everywhere. So you could take them back to your absurdly expensive, absurdly tiny little apartment and uh, brighten things up a little bit. And uh, ooh, there is a public toilet. And it's one of these automagic ones that uh, probably self-cleaning or whatever that they've made, they put one or two in Vancouver, and I was all excited to go check out the public toilet. I know it sounds a little odd, right? Um, it says Paul's Walk I'm on. So I guess that is St. Paul's over there. And it was like, it had only been open for like a week, and it was already, uh, sorry, out of service. What is it with the public restroom, man? You know, you put up public restrooms, and the streets smell less like urine. Seems sensible to me. Uh, also, you'll notice in... in uh, when you're here, there is uh, CCTVs, closed-circuit television cameras, everywhere. So you're constantly on display. And somewhere in some office, someone's paying attention to you. And there's probably someone going, Oh, dude, what's that guy doing wandering down there with a microphone? Like they're paying attention. They're probably enjoying a, a beer on duty anyway. Well, you can see the roll is six minutes to the left. It's very handy. The Tate Gallery of Modern Art is seven minutes across the Millennium Bridge, and the Globe Theater is seven minutes. Woo, that's uh, Shakespeare's old stomping grounds. Ooh, should we go? Okay, we're totally going. So we go across the bridge, go to the other side, and then, ooh, hurt. Uh, and then we'll come across either Southwark Bridge or the Tower Bridge or something like that. You wanna go? Okay.
Oh, whoa, dude. Coming up the stairs, and there's the massive dome of St. Peter's. It's all in the style of like, uh, that you're familiar with when looking at US Capitol buildings, that kind of style. And Millennium Bridge, ooh, it's all spacey. I'm the only one on this entire bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's the Tower Bridge down there. Still a little ways down there. Oh, see, this is classic. Where's my camera? I got the Tower Bridge, I got the Double Decker Bus, I got the River Thames, Millennium Bridge, all in one shot. Oh, well. Miss Victoria Potter is also in London at this time, and she's quite a photographer, so maybe I'll uh, hijack some of her pictures, too. Given it, oh, man, this is, okay, this is pretty cool. So, okay, looking straight ahead, the River Thames with Southwark Bridge, and 22 minutes walking that way is Tower Bridge. And, you know, that's the one you see in all the pictures and such. And there's uh, some big tower closer to me on my left side as I'm looking north. Looking south, I see, holy crap, I have gone a long way. There's that Millennium Wheel way down yonder. You can just sort of barely see it. The river kind of curves a little bit. And then looking left, there's St. Peter's with the huge dome and then some other... Uh, clock tower with big spires and everything next to it down further southwest there's a bunch of lights lit lighting up an area and some more spires I imagine that's like Trafalgar and, and all that area uh, and then looking sort of north west is some newer looking office towers that look a little bit more like they might be in Houston or New York and then going uh, east here along the bridge there's some Oh, this must be the Museum of Modern Art? I don't know. There's like a big square spire with like a lit up top, but it's more modernist, you know? It's like a cube. Oh yeah, Tate Modern Collection. See, this would be awesome if the museums were open 24 hours instead of convenience stores. Wouldn't that be handy? We could totally rock to the museum. Oh, here come some other people on the bridge. And they're running and sliding because like the deck, the bridge deck is like this metal, metal grating stuff. And it's a little bit slickery out, so you can totally slide on it. And, uh, you know, they just built this just for, just for kicks, I guess. Because, I mean, you're, uh, <laughs> there's like a bridge, like a baseball hit uh, either way from me. And then another one right after that, another one right after that. So, sure, man, can't complain. Oh, and there's a Globe Theater. I see it right there. Okay, so I guess this is a reconstruction of Shakespeare's custom-made playhouse and it's all done up in that Tudor style with the exposed beams and the plaster in between. Hey, man. hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good, alright, not bad. Um, <laughs> there's some folks taking some snapshots and here comes some folks on bicycles. You don't see bikes everywhere like you do in Amsterdam, that's for sure. And uh, But you do see a bike rickshaw. I'm going to head over to the Globe. Just to note that the Millennium Bridge is pedestrians only. No motorcycles, pedal cycles, scooters, roller skates, roller blades, or skateboards. So you don't be having no fun on this bridge. This is for walking. Some serious walking. Okay, this is totally cool. Um, I've come across like there's like this touchscreen internet kiosk uh, right here. I'm not sure why. I'm in between the museum and the Globe Theater. I suppose there's a purpose for it. But, uh, but I just, uh, you can like just, you know, touch screen it 
and I spilled some words and uh, of course uh, put in Uncle Weed and uh, it's just crazy man there it all there it all is there's uh, all my web pages uh, on UncleWeed.net Flickr 43 people which I never use Vox Technorati now public wow hey well that's pretty neat look at this this right there Alright, this will be funny. I'll like, I totally, uh, leave this, uh, my stuff on YouTube. Uh, I'm shameless. I know, I know. Uh, and there's like all sorts of bugs on this, of course, because it's, um, it's like lit up. Ooh, bug city. Hey, there's, uh, there's my page. And, oh, they're not showing the pictures, though, so I suppose they don't want people looking at the naked ladies or something like that. Let's see if we can go into Flickr. Sorry, this page is not viewable. Bastards. Fascists. Oh, this would be cool to have a little snapshot of. I'm going to leave it here for the next person to come by so they can get inspired. <laughs> oh, I'm easily amused. Yes, yes, I know. All right. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, earlier when I was on my walk, it was just massive throngs of people through, you know, that West End and Soho and Leicester Square and Covent Gardens and just massive, crushy humanity. And now it's just... It's all mine. It's all mine. When I'm lost on the road, you know you can set me free. You could ease my load. The days get so dark that I can't hardly see. I've been gone so long. Seems like home to me Baby, when I was young of age I took you for my world The oceans were your eyes The pastures were your curve But now I'm all alone Stranded in
the Globe Theater, Bill Shakespeare's mug. You know, it's, it's mentioning conspiracy theories about 9-11 earlier. There's also a whole mass of websites dedicated to conspiracy theories that Shakespeare didn't write Shakespeare. And he was Shakespeare. I find it extremely amusing. Um, in Vancouver, they do a bard on the beach where they set up big circus tents and do some interpretations of Shakespeare's plays. I say interpretations because you don't just have to have that old English style. You can take the story and put it in a more modern context and kind of remix it a little bit. The theater's open air, I have a picture of it, it's right here in front of me, and it's, you know, it's surrounded by brick wall. Is there a party going on in there? I hear some music coming from inside. Oh, no, it's not music. It's someone's sawing. There's some construction. Go the theater bar. There's a bar menu. It's a pretty meager beer selection. Ooh, St. Peter's Organic Best Bitter. I totally go for that. Is this open? Doubt it. Ah, well. If it is, we're going. But I think... Is not. Those St. Peter's are really good. And they come in, uh, you get them, you can find them in the U.S. And they come in this kind of oval shaped bottle if you were to examine the circumference. I walk down here, just double, double check. New Globe Walk, Bankside, Chase Globe Restaurant. Hmm. Okay, well just an entranceway that's all closed down and of course there's the obligatory Starbucks right across from it haha <laughs> yeah, well. well that's pretty cool and on an, another life I will come here and see a play it'll be quite exciting although I'm sure you have to buy tickets in advance coming up this summer renaissance and revolution at the Globe Theater Othello in extremis the merchant of Venice loves labor's lost holding fire and we the people some of those I do not know uh, Oh, and it's starting to rain. Okay, well, I'm gonna head down then to Tower Bridge, and I got a sent, I got a notion I'm gonna get soaked doing this, so might have to call this mission somewhat short because, uh, well, I'm not prepared to get totally soaked. I don't want to catch my death of cold and all that. Oh yeah, it's totally starting to come down. All right, there's the Southwalk Bridge, so we're gonna have to brave that and head across and see if I can get back to the hotel in uh, one piece. I love the rain, but uh, middle of the night without a jacket, probably not too wise. All right, just in case I don't make it home alive, I just had to tell you this is getting pretty cool, right? So yeah, I'm totally soaked. Uh, yeah, completely. And, uh, but I started <laughs> I just can't resist a little meandering road, right? And uh, well, I've been on like this, uh, you know, like uh, London, it's a whole mix of modern and old, right? That's what I'm figuring out, duh. And, uh, but I'm underneath, I've stepped out of the rain now so I could get my little uh, podcaster radar out. And I'm in this like, like tunnel, but it's all done up with bricks and old cobblestones and it's like an old prison right here. And it's, it's like, like this is like, uh, when you think about like Charles Dickens and Sherlock Holmes, little twisty, windy cobblestone streets with the big metal doors and, uh, and big locks on the doors and big chains. And, oh, it's, oh, it's the Clink Prison. 
the clean prison is the name given all those prisons that have stood on the number of sites in this vicinity. The first prison in 1127 was a cellar in the palace of the Bishop of Winchester. And the last was in Deadman's Place, Deadman's Place, Park Street. The prison held Protestant and Catholic religious martyrs at various times. It was, also, it was closed in 1780 when it was burned by the anti-Catholic Gordon rioters. Gordon? What do they have against Gordons? So there's, uh, to find out who lost their liberty and London's most famous prison, of course, it's closed because it's the middle of the night. Uh, you can rent it for your company party. And it's the clean print, the most med- notorious medieval prison. All right, big deal. But this is this is pretty cool, right? It's all like the rain on the cobblestones, and uh, and I'm all alone on Clink Street. And it and it gets even better because the next street is Stony Street. <laughs> I'm at the corner of Clink and Stony, and I'm. And you've got to be mindful not to twist your ankle on all these uh, bricks because they're a bit uneven. Can't even, my glasses are all covered with rain now too. Crazy times. All right, this is crazy too. There's like a pirate ship. Oh, it's the Golden Hind? It can't really be the Golden Hind, can it? It must be a reproduction. The Golden Hind was, I think it was Sir Francis Drake's privateering ship. Privateers are sort of like legitimized... Uh, pirates. Um, yep, uh, stunning full sail replica of Sir Francis Drake's infamous warship, the now traditional museum, traditional crafts, perfect backdrop for a wedding ceremony. Who wouldn't want to be married in front of uh, on the Golden Hind? And it's pretty crazy to think that dudes were like sailing into the never reaches of the earth on a boat of this size that now you would be intimidated just taking across on a small, uh, short ferry crossing. But it is like, it totally looks like, like it's totally the schnizzle, right? But it's, uh, oh man, it's like the crow's nest. Okay, that would be pretty fun to go clamber on board. Man, I am going to get, I am so wet. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. And I'm continuing to walk farther and farther away from where I should be. Oh well. Well, I'm going to need a warm bath after all this, that's for sure. I'm, uh, I'm dripping wet, and I'm underneath one of the big arches here on uh, the Tower Bridge. And, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, uh, is kind of nuts, but it's totally worth it, right? This is uh, just oozing with history. And, uh, you know, it's an old drawbridge, and there's these big arches... And then there's two towers in the middle of the bridge. And then there's kind of like a high catwalk that connects the two of them. And I suppose up in those towers, you know, that's uh, where all those stories you hear about, about people being beheaded and treachery and imprisonment and crown jewels. I really have no idea. Because I know there's a tower. And you know, those are towers. It's the tower bridge. Hell, I don't know, man. But all I know is <laughs> this is pretty cool. After the prison, I walked up and around the city hall, which is this crazy rotating um, quasi-geodesic dome, but made like a bunch of layers, like uh, some kind of children's toy. And it looks like it rotates to use some solar energy or something. I don't totally understand it. But then coming across the bridge, this is just... Uh, this is pretty... This is pretty nuts. Uh, I mean, living in British Columbia, and I mentioned this earlier, there's so many place names and stuff that are named after 
stuff here in in, uh, in the UK, and and this is just an iconic piece of British history here. There's no doubt about that, and all cynicism and historical pretense aside, this is pretty cool. It's a drawbridge in the middle, and I guess the river traffic isn't quite what it used to be. Although I know now how they get some of these boats, because like I also pass like another big one of these big warships, more modern, not the Golden Hind. And uh, but there's these big iron girders sweeping, almost looks like bunting, and they're done in uh, a light blue with rivets, connecting these archways to the towers, and then these archways to the ground, and back to the city. Way off in the distance, I see the top of what I believe is Trafalgar Square, and it looks like a hell of a walk away. So I think my next mission is is to uh, get my shivering ass back to the hotel and draw a hot bath and be sure not to like overflow at this time, eh? And, uh, and soak in these experiences that I've seen. And some of the stuff I've seen before, you know, as I've rambled on about being here back in the day and all that. But I learned something very important in watching uh, David Byrne's film called True Stories, the underrated classic. And he says when he leaves a place, he tries to remember it like blank paper. So the next time he goes there, it's like it's all new again. And, uh, you know, something to be said for this, uh, for just having a sense of wonderment and re-experiencing things every time. Because that way you're bound to see them a slightly different way, you know? And that's certainly the case here. It's got to be 2, 3 in the morning now. I'm shaking wet. Nothing but me and the cabbies out on the street. And uh, that was fun. One of the cabbies is driving by with his hand out the, out the window. And I suppose I could zip a cab back to, uh, back to the hotel. But at this point, it seems like a bit of a cop-out. But uh, we'll see where it comes. You know, I head out to go see Cleopatra's Needle and... Uh, Get a couple of pints. I did, did neither. But I'd call it a great success. <laughs> hey, you'll never guess where I ended up. Okay, so after the uh, Tower Bridge, not to be confused with the London Bridge, which is one slightly after it, and the Tower Bridge is named... The Tower Bridge, because not because the tower's on the bridge, but because next to it is the Tower of London, which is like this old castle-looking stuff. And there's some old Roman walls. You go down, you check out the Roman walls, what's left of them. And this was like a fortress built in like the 1100s, William the Conqueror, and then built up and built up. And then famous prisoners, and it turned into story. Samuel Pepys, in fact, him of the famous diary. And uh, watched uh, the burning of the, of the gate. Oh, hell. You know, I read the damn plaque and tried to remember. But if you're using this for any kind of tour guide, that's an astonishingly bad decision on your part. But uh, suffice to say that there is a tower and there's a castle, and now the tourist folks go there, and it used to be a prison. And, and Okay, so here I am. Cleopatra's obelisk. This obelisk was quarried at... Uh, I can't really read all of it. Uh, Helopolis erected Pharaoh. Yeah, it's not lit up, right? Uh, the year of Augustus Caesar, B.C. 12. It was erected. Anyway, I'm at this Cleopatra's Needle, which was my original uh, destination here. For heading out. And uh, I just hadn't noticed it because it wasn't lit up or, or whatever. And I can see 
the clock tower and the bells of Big Ben will shortly ring to designate that it is 3 a.m. and a few scant uh, minutes <coughs> and there's there's uh, like a couple of like sphinx-like statues with their paws out on either side of the statue and there's like some sculptural elements around the base of the obelisk that are strapped on with some stra- <laughs> with some straps and uh and the obelisk itself has like all kinds of like uh, carvings and such in it. Across the river is uh, is that that uh, London Eye, the Ferris wheel, the out of control massive Ferris wheel that I was at the other day. The buses are still running across the bridge. I just ended up walking, you know. I got my rhythm and it just started, kept on hoofing it down the Thames walkway here. And you know, before I knew it. Like, I would have had to go up in the bustle of the streets to find a cab rather than the groovy little walkway anyway. So, what's, uh, what's the use? I passed some of those party barges with drunk people stumbling on off. And uh, I saw some guys trying to light a doob up on the deck of the boat, having a hard time in the wind. Uh, passed underneath a whole bunch of bridges. I got to look on the map and figure out which was which. There's that Blackfriars and Millennium, the Southwark, and another one called London Bridge, and the Tower Bridge. And uh, and there's still a few more that I'm that I'm missing, and and then past all the the ships and the life the lifeboat station. Is there a lot of capsizing goes on in this river? Because they have like a kick-ass lifeboat station with these inflatable super duper lifeboat rescue machines that will go 40 knots. I can't imagine there's a lot of capsizing though. Is there really? But anyway, underneath the bridge, there's some people keeping dry. There's a few. People crashed out and or homeless and or just uh, chilling out. Some people asked me for cigarettes and I said, I don't smoke tobacco. But I would hoot a doob right now should I have it. But, you know, I'm having such a good time that it hardly matters. The rain's let up a little bit or the wind's whipped up. So I'm a, I'm a shivering mess. But, you know, Tower Bridge, Millennium bridge giant ferris wheels old obelisks the old tower where prisoners died and the romans built walls all here in one one mighty walk probably about another 10 minutes back to the hotel and uh oh i'm looking forward to drawing that hot bath but if any of you are particularly ambitious you want to chart out my walk on Google Maps, knock yourself out. If you got any questions, well, sort it out yourself because I don't really recall. But it was a big, mighty loop exploring all the nuance of Westminster and uh, Southwark and what other neighborhoods I happened upon. And you know, remember, I started off, the, I went on my afternoon walk, Soho West End. So. I didn't even end up with a beer or a dupe, but hell, I couldn't be happier right now. It's fantastic. And, uh, you know, as I'm walking down the path here, back up with traffic, obviously, but things are lit up and glistening, reflecting in the puddles on the sidewalk. The whole thing's glimmering. Shiny times. Shiny times in London. So I'm back. Heading for a a warm bath and a long nap.
Good night, London. Good night, all you haunted ghosts and pirates. Good night, all you drunkards. And good night to you bus drivers, too. Alright, so much for all that peacefulness stuff. I'm uh, back up from the river and uh, the blissful silence is thwarted by uh, throngs of bar patrons spilling out of the streets, stumbling, vomiting, fighting, making out, passing out, tripping, and the whole nine yards. It's uh, nuts here in Piccadilly Circus. I've got myself some orange juice to drink. And uh, it's completely nuts, eh? People hurling. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, a massive humanity. Hang out, won't you? For the record, it's 3.30. You know, Big Band had rung just after I passed Cleopatra's uh, needle. And I kind of took the long way around getting here because uh, there's a bunch of roads blocked off and there's a whole bunch of coach buses filled with Royal Navy personnel in uniforms heading into some building. And there was like police and military guards with uh, machine guns standing all around, giving the stink eye to, to passers-by like me who's causing no harm. So I don't know what's going on, but something's going on because there's like six, eight, ten of these coaches. Man, they just kept on going and going and going. And you can see inside and everyone's in their uh, white military uh, unis and all. Go figure. That's some hijinks. <laughs> Holy shit, it's a big giant fire. I was just walked by there too. What the fuck is going on? Okay, like right on the sidewalk, there's like massive flames that are leaping up. It seems like something on the sidewalk's burning, but the flames are leaping up, up over a, a, a story high. Holy crap, man. Well, there's authorities on the scene and uh, lights flashing everywhere, but that's hardly surprising here in Piccadilly Circus because there's like lights you know it's all like lit up like Times Square with advertising all this crap everywhere oh dude what in the hell yeah it's I, the flames were leaping up like an overstory high I don't know what it was I was just walked by there too it's fucking crazy I'm trying to get up I'm trying to get home what's that I'm trying to get home I've got enough to get on the bus. Sorry, man, I just spent my last time this orange juice. I know. I've got to try and get a pound on something. Yeah, I've got a pound on me, but I need another pound. It's two pounds on the bus, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's two pounds. Where's the fire engine then? I don't know. I saw an ambulance and some cop cars. 
Looks like they got it mostly put out. It looked like some newspapers or something crazy. Someone's done that drunk probably. <laughs> Kids can't handle their liquor. So there's bike rickshaws, street sweepers, as well as all sorts of private vehicles, the double-deckers. Shouldn't have said goodnight to the bus drivers because I don't think they go to bed. And I saw a double-decker bus broke down and they had like a giant tow truck picking it up. Dude, that was pretty nuts. And it's funny watching these buses fill up with like drunken uh, folks heading out to the burbs or to wherever they live. And I passed Canada House, which I'm not sure if it's the same as the Canada Embassy. It was right by there by Trafalgar Square. All right, enough of these hijinks for me. We'll see if we can get there in all white And You know, the, I guess the bars closed down at 3 or 3.30 or something because it's just like flooding, floods of people coming out and just legions of taxis lined up to uh, take them to where they wish to go should they choose to go by that conveyance rather than, a, than the double-decker. Totally got to ride one of those double deckers and sit in the front row on the top, though. That'd be, that'll be fun. You've been chewing along with Uncle Wild Hikes. Mm-hmm. This is pretty slick. There's one of those towel warmers in my room. So my soaking wet pants and shirt, just hang it right up on there. And I'll hopefully be dry by morning. I'll be back in action. Some guys looking at me wondering what I'm doing. There's a drunk girl waving. Hi, drunk girl. <laughs> 